will be back in 2022. But again, as we said, Legends Edition, and I'm so excited about this one. I mean, because this is one of the dudes. Oh my goodness, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to. We're both lucky to call him a friend. But uh, man, this guy's been so good for so damn long. And like I said, this guy could jump in a. This guy could jump in a modified tomorrow and go win at Five Flags. He is that good. Uh, on the hotline, on the Lone Star Speed Zone hotline, let's welcome in Legends Edition. It is Joe Armandia. Joe, how we doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are y'all? I mean, doing great. And uh, like I said earlier, uh, it, by the way, thank you. You're in Durango, by the way. And uh, you still, you know, finding time to talk to this shit show. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Much appreciated. So, Joe, why didn't I know you've been around a long time? Not that we're calling you old, but we're calling you experienced. <laughs> what, when did, what year did you get started? You get started in the early 90s, 91, 92 down at San Antonio? Oh, I think it might have been around oh eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, the, the, those <laughs> a while back. Yeah, Joe. I mean, th those were the good times. I, I mean, my my dad and I, we were kind of the weird ones from Austin that would go race over there all the time. But talk talk about the the eighties there at San Antonio. I mean, whether you trail it back to Joe Horn or the or the NASCAR Winston Racing Series days. I mean. Man, what a what a great place to go out there and race on that high, half mile high bank out there at SAS. Oh, it was awesome. It it, it was very uh, well. San Antonio is pretty much all I knew. I mean, I I I got into this sport because uh, my dad was uh, was an old race fan, and and uh, I came home from work one day and he wasn't home, and I asked him, "So where are you going at?" So I went with him the next weekend and. And I'll be doggone if that's not, I mean, he used to take me when I was a kid, but now I'm, you know, 24 years old. I went to the racetrack. And <laughs> the, next, the next time I showed back up at the racetrack, I had a race car. And it was something to do with my dad and, and my brother. And and uh, that's how it really started. Yeah, that's awesome. I but it that. was, but back in the day, I mean, with uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky Ware Sr. was uh, running the track uh, uh, at the time when I, when I came in there. I, Frank Howell had gotten Ricky to run the track, and I can't believe the other remember the other gentleman's name that was in a he used to wear a white suit all the time and had a white cowboy hat, and he'd ride on the front of a Cadillac oh, coming out yeah. on the parade laps oh, out there. That? I can't remember his name. Oh, he was the, the, the track manager. That's right. Who the <laughs> hell was that? It's been way back, and you know we uh, I used to race in the in the charger division which was basically the bummer division is what i started out in and, and i was racing burhead bobby Lee and Wayla, ah. and uh people like that and uh and it just went from there i mean my dad quit going to the racetrack because i had wrecked the car so bad i had broken uh a clav my, my right clavicle in my in my back and shoulder i said boy i can't i'm not gonna go out there and watch you hurt yourself but uh I never, he quit going back there. I never quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so yes, sir. Joe, we, but, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'll rattle forever. <laughs> Well, that's good because that's what we want you to do. Uh, so one of the questions I was going to ask Terry James, this is when you first started running late models. And I remember this when I was a kid showing up there. I want to say you had a Crestwell Camaro 
that you were running when you moved from bombers to late models over there. And then the next week you showed up with a white number 50 that looked like it was Terry James car from Longhorn. Cause I thought Terry James was running it, but it ended up being a car that you bought. I, th- I want to say you bought from Jimmy Spiller. What can you remember about that car when you first got that white number 50? Oh, uh, it was, it was a Christmas. It was like Christmas. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, that Camaro, uh, that I had is the one that broke my crown million. And, uh, and after that wreck, I was fighting that car and fighting it. And, you know, I moved up from the barber class to the late models, and I thought, you know, it can't be that hard. It was very <laughs> difficult, and I was struggling really bad. And and uh, the car was uh, was uh, a Timmy Cross old car, and he had gotten himself a new car, and he, he, he punished me with, get, with selling me his old car real cheap. <laughs> and uh, that car... It almost broke me from racing, and and I had wrecked it. Where and I and I told my brother, I said, I'm not, I'm not getting back in that car. And he called Jimmy Spiller up and talked to Jimmy Spiller. And before you know it, we had that that uh, white number fifty and making payments to Jimmy Spiller for it. And <laughs> and but it went right to the front. I mean, it it was fast, and it made me fast. It made me look like I might know what I was doing. <laughs> you know, Joe, I, I remember because that, this was when my dad, I think probably the last year that he raced there in the super streets or whatever they called him. I remember you walking through the pits. I don't know if it was this wreck or something else where you, you had, you had a, an arm brace on, you had all these pins sticking out and you were, you were out there driving around that scary ass place. One handed. Was that that same incident or something else? Oh no, that was a different incident. That <laughs> that was a uh, a broken wrist that I had. Uh, I had. Uh, I'm still struggling with that wrist, believe it or not. Oh man! Uh, but but uh, I had broken that in an actual traffic accident, and uh, then I I got out of my car and I'm I'm sitting there bored. I couldn't work, and then I went back to work and working with one hand. And I always had a rule: if I could work, I could race. Yes, if sir. I could race, I could work. So I was working, so I went back to racing, and I was racing with one hand. And Irvin Brighton, who used to help me tremendously, yeah, um, make it where it was possible for me to race. He he used to finance my parts for me, and, and during the off season, I'd make making payments. And, and by the the time the next year started, we were even. <laughs> it started to cycle all over again. I mean, he did a lot for me, but. But uh, he told me, he said, Joe, there's no way you're going to race that car with one hand. I said, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I, and I, I went out there, and it didn't have power steering. And yeah. and uh, I was running around there with, with one hand, and, and Bruce Cron had wrecked his car. Here's oh, another man. old name. Yeah. Bruce Cron had wrecked Absolutely. his car. He's a late model. And, and I told him, well, why don't you just drive this one? And and he drove it for uh, to finish out the year. and. And he bought power steering for me and put it on the car for me, letting him use the car. And so then here I am, driving the car with one arm with power steering. It was awesome. Yeah. And it, yeah, 
It yeah. was crazy too. It wasn't very. It wasn't. It had. A, I had an external fixation device on my arm. Yeah, probably not the one of the best decisions I ever made either. Man, I, I think I remember <laughs> seeing about five or six of those pins sticking out. And I was a young kid. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> but uh, in, in, but, yeah. but but you were still you were still kicking ass. So you you mentioned Brighton. Let, let's talk about Irvin. Uh, I mean, Irvin back you know in the in the late uh, '80s, I guess it was when I first got to go out to 16 and, and, and watching him, but, but talk about him. So such a good man behind the wheel, you know, oval components, building race cars and all of that. And, and then jumping back into that, uh, Butterfinger car, you know, later on during the years, I mean, th- this dude was so damn good at what he did. Oh, he was, he, he was very good at Santorini. He's one of, I mean, he, he didn't win like, you know, uh, some of the other guys, he, uh, he won a lot of races, don't get me wrong, but sure. I mean, he, he he started out and he he started out there in uh, I think they were him you know his cousin was Beaver Beaver Stelzik Thundercars yeah yeah I think he started out in what was it, like a limited late model back in the day which really and truly was a big old motor and and uh, an old Chevelle chassis old Chevelle not much That's of right. that yeah an old Chevelle with great big motors and, and big old <laughs> fat tires and and they would run some some faster laps than some of the late models out there but That's right. but uh, and then he he went off and ran some TIDA races, and he, I, I mean, he won many TIDA races, and and then he then he kind of he went into business with oval components, and he he started out of racing for a long time, and then he kept back into racing that Butterfinger car for Don, and yeah. and uh, oh yeah, and Don's Don's uh, wife was a customer a plumbing customer of mine, and. Uh, I used to do work for for them, and uh, I was working for her one day, and I had told her, I said, I said, because uh, they always video all the races, and I was asking them if they had any videos, and they, and they gave me uh, they gave me the video from the last week, the oh, previous weekend, and uh, and I was I was watching the, the video, and I learned Irvin's line at San Antonio off that video, and I. Oh. Because the camera, of course, was focused on Irvin, yeah. and so I learned his line, and I just over it and over it and over. It. I watched that video; I wore it out. I mean, in, <laughs> in that week, in the next week, because we were racing weekly then, right? And the next week, the next week, I go out there, and I won the race, and Irvin ran second. And you know, Irvin and I were friends, but you know, there's no friends on the race. That's right. And so <laughs> after after the race is over, Irvin asked me, he says. Why were you blocking me, Joe? I told him, Irvin, I wasn't blocking you because you were you were running my line the whole time. I said, Yeah, that's right, Irvin. I learned your line. Woo! <laughs> I, I, I practiced. I I stayed in your line, and, and if you're going to win, you're going to have to go to another line. And he said, Well, how do you know what my line is, Joe? I said, Well, I got the video. <laughs> and I never got another video. That's how I bet you did. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's great man that's great <laughs> sorry bobby i'll cut you off on that one man <laughs> so joe in the, in the in the early 90s when they when san antonio went to nascar sanction how how important was that for the racetrack was that able to set sas away from all the other racetracks because it seems like everybody started coming from all over the state and the local guys stepped up, especially when they started. You guys started running for that Winston Racing Series money in the late models and the regional championships. How important was that at, at transforming San Antonio into the place to race with that NASCAR sanction? Oh, it, 
it was big for for San Antonio. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it was important to me. It felt like you was racing, like you were racing for uh, something other than uh, just uh, you know a, tra- a local championship. And so right. it, it made you feel uh, more like a racer, like you was really doing something. That, you know, really and truly, I don't. Uh, it's not like you could walk around and say, "Okay, I'm a NASCAR racer." I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but I mean, it was. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I kept my NASCAR license for so many years. I well, I let it go not too long ago, but I kept it current for a lot of years, a whole lot of years. Yeah. And um, but I mean the, you know you. They increased the purse money, not the purse money, but the championship money at the end of the year, uh, bigger trophies at the end of the year, notoriety in, in uh, the old stock car magazines, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. It helped out a little bit. I mean, for somebody that, you know, uh, makes you, yeah, it, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, Joe, I, I was when when I would race down there, whether it was Charger or Superstock. I mean, I would pull out my NASCAR license at the bar all the time and be like, "Hey, check this out." Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I used it for. You know, I sucked, but I had that license. I mean, that that was the bottom line. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> let, let's talk about some of those some of those dudes. You, you know, when it comes to to late models, I mean, you had Brandon. I mean, we can sit here talking about Audie Hal and Jason Oates, and I mean, uh, there's just been so many of you guys back from that time to where we don't have it anymore. But those of us that lived through it, I mean, God, you guys were the cream of the crop. Talk, talk about some of those dudes. I mean, just what a great bunch I, of bunch of bunch of drivers. I don't, I don't know that we were the cream of the crop. I mean, oh bullshit! Not when you, not when you got people, not when you got people like. Hubert Bean and and uh, Good point. I mean Luke Yeomans, uh, all the all the more boys. Uh, oh man, now my mind goes back. But no, we know who you're talking about. Yeah, all those guys. John Kelly and those guys. But but you know, then you had Jason, the next generation. You had Jason Oates. Yeah, yeah. Jason Oates won a lot of NASCAR championships out there, uh, and he was fast. And and then you had. Uh, Audie Howe, he was fast. He had George Hagee come in there. George oh, yeah. Hagee was a rocket. Um, you know, a uh, lot of fast, a lot of fast guys. Brandon Bentley, I put Brandon. Brandon drove that that uh, white number fifty uh, spiller car. That's right. For me, one night was his first ride ever in a, in a late model. He, he he actually drove my car. I think he ran thinking in it. He, he didn't want to win because he made make it look bad. But, <laughs> so, he like he prob- Brandon's probably one of the best uh, wheelmen that come out of San Antonio for a long time. I Absolutely. guarantee you. When I beat when I when we when we raced together and like when we were racing in Houston for the Pole Mile Championships and mm-hmm. the, the state championships, when I when I beat Brandon Bentley, I was a happy man. You can bet on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. One of the best. One of the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Joe and then, and then, like, now I'm into the, now I'm, you know, then I went off and ran a few touring classes, you know, yeah. the old Raw Pro Series and, and, you know, 
and got a few opportunities running in bigger classes and, and enjoyed those. And But the most fun I think I've ever had is running those modifieds. I really enjoy those modifieds. Yeah, yeah. At, like at Kyle in, in Houston. And, and we won the the uh, the uh, modifieds of Mayhem uh, championship that runs out on the East Coast up in Florida. Pensacola, Mobile, Montgomery, all in there. So that that that's awesome. I, and I'm actually going back to getting in my car. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to Speed Weeks this year. See if I can oh. see if I can't wheel the car. Oh my like y'all, goodness! Like y'all said, oh, see if I can't see if I can't still do it. So John Howell offered to help me, and, and we're going to drag it to Speed Weeks this this year, February. Had to throw that in. Breaking news right there. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, man, that, that's awesome. But I, I, I might I've have to go to Speed Weeks. I've got some cars that, that I've purchased, uh, that IRPs from Jason Ingalls, uh, and that uh, we, we assembled and stuff, and I owe all that to, to Lawrence Miklicek and and uh, I'm not sure if he's my friend or my enemy. I, I really don't know. He, he's something else. <laughs> he's the one that I he's the one that I called to get a hold of you. And uh, I'm I'm like Lawrence, help me out here, buddy. And he, he calls me back. He's like, Yeah, he said he'll do it. <laughs> you know, Lawrence, a man of many words. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, he's my enemy. I'm telling you. He he got me into that. Dirt, him and my brother got me into that dirt racing. We were, I was retired and I was uh, doing other things. Retired. My brother decided he wanted to go dirt racing. And so I go out to the dirt track and I meet Lawrence and Lawrence decides he's going to put a car together. And he calls me up, says, Joe, come get this car. I put it together for you. He's going to race it. It's on the screen right now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he puts me puts me in that car and I go out there and look like a fool on the dirt. So, <laughs> so I, and now, now his son is driving my car because I had, of my wrist injury. I couldn't. I was afraid. I mean, it was so weak. I can. I was afraid. It, it hurt so bad when you bumped up against anything. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I I got out of the car and and uh, I'm going back to my old rule where if you can work, you can race, and if you can race, you can work. Well. Oh so, hell, nice. nice. I'm going back to my old rules. I love it. Get back in the car. <sighs> awesome that's awesome to hear but but marcus has been driving that that car and he's been he's really fast in that car and he's been he's been really doing a, a great job and and well his daddy won all the money to the last race but yeah. we're going to we'll keep him from doing that the next time mm -hmm. that's right yeah that's yeah. right yeah so joe back in houston can you confirm or deny the rumors now that the statute of limitations is up on it wasn't houston at one point trying to get those tour type modifieds like they run at bowman gray weren't they trying to upgrade the the modified class to start running those cars on those big old 12 inch tires i think i want to say that you were you were going to buy one or were set to buy one and then something happened and the deal fell through with wanting to get those sanctioned or whatever what do you remember about that deal with houston trying to get those big tour type modifieds running there on a the weekly show Okay, well, John Manbach and and Grant Baker, I believe we're we're trying to to go that direction. And and what what actually I was going to start out, Grant was going to go ahead and buy one of the tour tour modifieds, and he'd asked me 
if I would drive the car for him. And that's what I'm like, heck yeah, I'll drive it. We were, <laughs> we were set to go to to uh, Daytona and run them on, on the back straightaway. Uh, they were they were running them as the prelim class, you know, kind of like during Speed Week. And that's that Larson race. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, well, it, it just didn't. Ended up, it didn't happen, and uh, so I, I lost my ride before I ever had it. So it's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Joe, but, so uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, no. So that's all I can tell you about about tour cars at Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Joe, before all of that, I mean, before we get to the Kyle thing and, and, you know, all of this, man, you were the one, I mean, you were the one that you guys took a stab. I mean, the, the family own business. Uh, I mean, you guys went and hell you ran in the Bush grand national series, <laughs> man. Talk, talk about a culture shock from racing around here, you know, from, from the, you know, racing against, uh, you know, Creswell and all these guys. I, I mean, to that, how crazy was that back in the day? <laughs> it was pretty crazy. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a whole lot to bite off. I can, I can tell you that. And, and uh, it, I mean, it was, it was an ungodly amount of money. It was cubic dollars that, to do that. And uh, we had limited help. We did have some help. I had Frank, Frank Debridge from Premier Minerals. He was help. He, he's been sponsoring me for the last 15, well, since about 2005. And, and he was, he was part of that and he helped us out. And we had several other, uh, uh, people that helped us out. And, uh, but it was, such big money, such cubic dollars. It, it was, it was. I mean, if you could imagine having a thirty thousand dollar tire bill after a race, kind of, kind of deal. I mean, and it got to where uh, we would we'd show up at the racetrack, and if if I didn't make the race, well, there's no way I was going to get the tire money back, much oh, less any of the other money. And it, and it was a whole lot of stress. I can tell you that it was a whole lot of stress. It was a whole lot of fun too, and it. You know, it it made it when I came when I when I you know started focusing on on uh, late models again and uh, those modifieds were where I had, I was now at a different uh, I don't know diff, I had a different comfort level sure and it just made it so much easier yeah you know yeah. To, to do to do the old stuff yeah and so it was fun again well, that's what I'm yeah. And and you know it made it to where, well, this isn't so bad if I if you know if I spent this amount of money to get to the racetrack this weekend compared to what I spent you know last weekend to go to to Charlotte or Daytona or yeah. not Charlotte I never went to Charlotte but I did go to Daytona and Texas Motor Speedway, uh, uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, I think we well, Homestead Florida we went there and Rockingham we went there so. Mm-hmm. That, I, yeah, it was a lot. Places like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we, right. We did. Yes, sir. I forget what I was rambling on. I forget what the question was, but I hope I answered it. You did. <laughs> you did <laughs> extremely well. <laughs> you did extremely well. <laughs> so, Joe, let's transition into those times when you ran off the high banks in San Antonio into that bull ring, that three-eighths mile track there at Central Texas Speedway. Obviously, you had a lot of success there. Uh, both there and in Houston. 
but talk about that. You expanded the empire a little bit. You brought in your nephew, Brian Matsugimba in there to, to, to try to run some cars for, he did a little bit of that in late models in San Antonio, but it seemed like you, the, the whole family enjoyed the success. Once you guys went into the modified there at Kyle. Well, we started out there, Kyle, Kyle uh, I built be, be, uh, be a late model and, and we were running at San Antonio and, and, uh, I've gotten in it. And before he was allowed to race it, I was racing it for him. I think I won the first four or five races of the car. ever went to the racetrack and, um, next race we go out there and I'm not going to tell you who wrote this, but we got wrecked and, and, uh, <laughs> all I, all I can see is my nephew's car wrecked there. And I'm thinking to myself, great. Yeah. So I, I fixed the car and everything. And I, and I, that I'm gonna have to build me one of these things because I'm not, I'm not gonna wreck his car anymore. So, so I fixed his car and then I built another one and uh, we, we were racing together and having a good old time and and that's right. That's 2005, 4, 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. and uh, right about the time San Antonio was meeting its demise. And yeah, but when I built those cars, I built them to fit the. TSRS rules or the San Antonio late models. I built them with a with a sock front clip. So I'm not gonna say I had an inkling of what was going to happen, but you know I just wanted to be prepared for whatever happened. And so uh, when we left San San Antonio and went to to Colin and uh, started racing right away, and and believe it or not, I get to we ran the first time at Colin, and I raced. A few races in the in the TSRS classes at San Antonio and and won the, won the the uh, October Fast in that class one time and and uh, we went to to uh, Kyle and lo and behold first night there I run third and Jack DQs me that's the first disqualification of my whole life right there. Yeah. was it a carburetor. Carburetor thing? <laughs> On a carburetor. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. <laughs> so the first disqualification of my whole life, Jack gets me for, uh, for the air bleeds in the carburetor because they were legal in San Antonio, oh, but not in the CSRS class. So, and, it, and he was right, and I was wrong. And, sure. But I, I, had, I didn't even think about it, to tell you the truth, and he got me first race. Oh, man. <laughs> to this day, to this day, Jack Senefer is the only man to disqualify him. He's gotten me two other times. <laughs> but, He's gotten me two other times. But, but Joe, how was it for you? Because uh, I know a lot of guys would, would try to make the transition over to come, to come. My dad got in my car and couldn't drive the damn thing around there. He was, he was used to standing on the gas and I mean, you didn't let off. Oh, and, it, uh, it so, so, me, so talk, took, talk about that. I mean, cause that was a hell of well, a big difference. Bobby Joe knew helped me out really, believe it or not. Bobby oh, there's Joe another knew. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he was on this very show. I know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but back in the day, I don't know if it was this. He was on a show, and he was talking about uh, his car. And he, he, I think that was on your show. And he called in and offered me to to drive his TSRS car. And <laughs> J R crew chief did for me, and, and I think we ran third in that thing too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that was a winning car. I should have won with that car. Um, but. Uh, he taught me a whole lot chasing him. Not that night. I'm talking about when I came out there with my cars and right. uh, chasing him and how uh, you didn't have to 
basically, if if you knew how to get around Thunder Hill, mm-hmm. uh, you could win. You could win in just about anything you're driving. And it really and truly took me a couple of years to finally figure out Thunder Hill. Yeah, I finally figured it out. And once I did, it was it was over with. Then yeah. then we we won. Every damn time. I think we won. Every, we won everything. <laughs> everything. Now, yes. We, every time. Yeah. I think we won every every modified every modified championship uh, was won by a car that was that came out of out of our shop. Now it was either B or myself or Bailey Curry mm-hmm. that won the modified champ, championships once once we got going there. Mm-hmm. Now before that, I can't tell you who won them. But, <laughs> yeah. No, you guys were good. You guys were good, but but and and B B, you know, he won a, a few uh, late. I never won a late mile championship at at uh, Kyle, but but I sure wanted to. I never did. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Absolutely, Bobby Joe knew he he beat me a couple of times. He's hard he was a hard man, hard man to beat for a championship. I can tell you that, or for a race. Hard to beat. Very hard to beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good driver. Yeah. And then we went to Houston and, and uh, we, we, you know, with the help of all, all my guys. And I mean, we, we uh, toured up there too. I mean, we won a lot of championships there. So, yeah, you did. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how many real how many championships that we've actually won all together, but I'm going to guess somewhere around 25 championships. Well, with, if you think about my wife winning the, 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 uh, couple of championships she won in the, uh, in the, uh, grand stocks, the, <laughs> the one Leighton Carroll won in the grand stock Homer, my, Homer, my right hand man. That's right. He won a championship in the Grand Stocks out there, uh, and I mean, and then B B with his two uh, modif- modified championships and a late model championship. I've got a couple of modified championships out there, and then my son with his three Bandolero championships. I mean, it's, right. we've been we've been blessed. Yeah, you have been. I've, I can't count it all that stuff. Joe, Joe, talk about her because I remember one of the first times that I went to race in San Antonio. Here comes Carolyn Hull on the outside, just whoosh, right by me. And, and, you know, we, we saw her later on, you know, winning there in Kyle. But I mean, talk, talk about that lady right there, man. You, you, uh, you, you got a good one and man, she, uh, you got a, you got a great, uh, wing person. Won't call her a wingman, wing person right there next to you. I met her at San Antonio. She was racing in the in the bummer class. And, you got the pretty one. And, uh, you got the pretty one, she, Joe. <laughs> Joe, you got the pretty one. <laughs> I was. She, she, I, that was when. That was back in the day when I had them pins hanging out of my arm. Oh, that's and, what uh, it was. That's what it was. <laughs> and I, and uh, and she had wrecked her car pretty pretty heavily in in the heat race. And I went over there with with a. With, a, with your pin sticking out, that, yeah, <laughs> and a friend of mine that helped me, and we were going to put her car back together. Yeah, and uh, and uh, since I had basically won a championship in in that class a couple of years earlier, uh, we we pretty much knew what we were doing with those cars, and and her crew chief 
kicked us off that car, and and, uh, <laughs> and she told me, "Well, I'm not gonna, you're not, I'm not gonna be able to have you help me on my car." So, so I appreciate it, but the guy that helps me, he's not gonna, he's not gonna want you to work on that car. I said, "Okay, well, I turned around and walked off, and, <laughs> and uh, that was the start of it, I guess, right there." Yeah, but but uh, she she was running the uh, bumper class, and then uh, we moved. She moved up to street stock, and, yep. and then uh, funny story when she was running bumper, I I still had my bumper car. That, you know, it was sitting in the back in the weeds, and the <laughs> weeds were growing out of it, and and I was working on hers, and I and we had hers all fixed up nice and pretty and stuff right before the beginning of the season and yeah. she had never been behind the shop and saw, you know, my old turkey sitting back there. <laughs> and I told her, this is the one you should be driving. And she looked at that car. She said, I, I'm not going to drive that car. I've got this pretty car over here. I'm not going to drive that piece of junk. I said, okay, <laughs> no problem. So, so, uh, you know, we, she moves up to street stock and then a friend of mine, uh, Chris, I'm set. He was running that car. He wanted to know if he could use it. I said, yeah, you could use it. <laughs> he was running it out of my shop, and we put it together. And uh, Karen wiped out her, her uh, street stock. And uh, so I went to my buddy. I said, hey, Chris. I said, hey, Carolyn wiped the car out. You mind if she starts your car at the back in the street stock and, and runs it, you know, get the best finish you can? No, go ahead, Joe. So he he runs the car. He starts somewhere in the top five, and he he finishes I don't know somewhere around twelfth or so. Yeah. <laughs> and then Karen gets in the car and starts it dead last in the in the street stock class, and uh, and it's outpowered. You know, it's got it's a hundred thirteen inch wheelbase compared to those one hundred eight. Oh, yeah. She gets in that car, and she runs it up to third place with. Georgia boy, the race is over. She's all happy, but she gets out of that car, and then she gets mad and she goes, "I don't know why you never let me drive this car. (laughs) You didn't tell me you're headed like a Cadillac. I could have been a champion already in this and that. You should have made me drive this car." (laughs) It was funny. And and after that, Chris quit racing because. He started in the top five and fell back to 12th, and she started dead last in street stock class and ran it up to third, and he was embarrassed, and he decided he was he said, he I'm, done. A racer. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm I done. I quit. I'm done. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. I love that. She was good. I probably shouldn't be telling you all these stories. It's all good. <laughs> it is all good. I love this. I love this, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I'll probably get golf in the trouble for this. Well, that's okay. It's all good. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. So, Joe, when you won those state titles and you got to meet the governor and all that, how cool was that? Was it more fun <laughs> meeting the governor of Texas, or was it? Did you have more fun going to them big banquets in Charlotte? Well, I mean, it was. I still, I guess, I still have you know that picture shaking hands with the governor somewhere. I guess uh, <laughs> it was. I mean, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was awesome. Uh, it's really, I mean, really and truly, it's it, they don't have time for you, you know. Right. You you wait out, you wait out in the in the in the greeting area. They say, okay, he's got 
He's got time for you. So you run in there, you shake (laughs) his hand, he asks you a question or two, you answer it, you smile at the camera, and you leave. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's not like, you know, it's not like y'all become friends or nothing. You know, we we did it a couple times, actually, but, but, um, uh, I I enjoyed the banquets. I it it was a good time. Those banquets were were really good friends and and uh, and uh, Graham Baker at I mean with with uh that's when that whole uh, tour modified thing came along. Yeah. One of the banquets. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. So so Joe. Jordan- those were good times, but I never went to one in Charlotte. I, uh, they were, they, well, no, that's not, you're right. I'm sorry. I did. They were in Charlotte. But the first one I went to, I think, was in Vegas. The next one I went to was, uh, oh, it was, maybe I went to one in Atlanta. Atlanta. That, that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 And, and a couple of them in, in Charlotte. And I don't know why I didn't think they were in Charlotte, but yeah, a couple of them in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. one in Nashville. Nashville. That's Pretty right. Good. That's right. Yep. Nashville. Yep. 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 Nashville before Nashville came back. That, that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yes. So, yep. so Joe, yes, let me ask you, man. So when it comes to, to five flags and everything there, I mean, you've won there. I mean, I mean, talk about that. I mean, that, that has become, I mean, it's, um, you know, back in the day, I mean, I'm way back. I'm in the eighties when we talk about Pensacola and, and all of that. I mean, uh, uh, Man, talk about the Super Bowl of stock car racing. I mean, to to have gone there and conquered that thing. Um, how how fun is that place? You know, for you with the San Antonio roots. Well, I love Pensacola. It's, I, before I uh, before I hung up the the helmet there about four years ago, I I figured Pensacola was my home track, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. You know, you have to drive 700 miles to get to your home track, but That's right. I figured it was my home track. At that point, there was no other racing in Texas. That's right. So we drove out there. I'm, uh, uh, I can remember back in the day, Beaver Stelzik, uh <laughs> dragging the Pensacola for the Snowball Derby. Yeah. Uh, just uh, wanting to be part of it, wanting to race it. And, you know, I've never – I've – I've tried twice to make the Derby in the Super, and for one reason or another, we—I've never been able to. In those two attempts, I've never—I have not been able to get the the car into the Derby, and it's probably going to be one of my greatest disappointments, really. Uh, but as far as the racetrack goes, I love the racetrack. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Uh, I have one there couple of times and uh, and uh, I'm proud of, proud to have won there I won it at Montgomery mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's another one that I'm proud to have won at uh, that's a super fast track super big yeah but, yeah for sure but but, but Pensacola race race uh, you you basically I mean it's the old saying where you had to race the racetrack that's right. But I mean, there's there's nuances to that track. Once you get it figured out, I promise you, it's it's worth worth a couple of tenths. And yeah, yeah. No and the guys that haven't figured out, you know who they. You, you can see it. You know who they are. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, 
besides Augie Grill, Bubba Pollard, you know, <laughs> besides those guys, I mean, you know, there's for sure. But I mean, like John Howe wins it in a, in a, in his outlaw or in a truck or whatever. He's he's got it figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got the turn four is turn turn four is a is a is a is a very special corner. <laughs> a lot of racetracks have special corners, but but turn four at Pensacola is a very special corner. Yeah. If if you love it, then you'll be good there. If if you don't like it because you ain't got it figured out, then you in trouble. You, you're going to struggle. <laughs> yeah, you're you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. Yeah. You're going to struggle. Turn turn one has its nuances too. Also, but but nothing like turn four at Pensacola. Yeah. Yep. So Joe, I, I've always thought that, I mean, so many people that I've talked to and, and myself included, I, I mean, even w- with Bobby and I, we went to your trailer there at uh, Texana, you, you, you know, gave us a couple of beers and, and, and even gave us money. I, I mean, which, uh, you know, I, I know you don't want people to, to know whatever, but I mean, you handed us cash money just for no reason. We just walked up, but I mean, so much of, your, I mean, you have, uh, that's why people know you. I mean, you're a very, you're a great racer. You're one of the best, but, uh, I mean, what is it for you, this sport? Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you, you're always giving back and whether it be with B or, or, or your, your dirt teams, I mean, damn, Joe, you're just a good dude. I, I mean, and I don't know, th- I, I don't think folks really realize this because you've been so good for so long. Well, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't. Of course not. <laughs> I don't know how to answer. I don't know. What, I don't remember any of that. I no, hell, come true. on now. That can't be true. <laughs> that uh, can't be true. I don't know any of that. I do. I do love racing, and and I I do love uh, watching people. I I watch. You know, I watch young guys, and I've got friends and or friends, kids in all different classes. And, and mm-hmm. so I pay attention to them. And I see people that that are working with, with uh, less than, than someone else. And I just, it's not like I do a lot. I just help out a little bit if I can. I mean, I, I mean, I, if it's, some, sometimes it's just giving them my, you know, my old takeoff tires off of my late model or whatever to, because, the the uh, hobby the factory stocks factory run stuff, yeah. those slicks and stuff and on the dirt they run the most slicks from the late models so so I donate them give them tires and stuff and you'd think that, you know you'd think that the, that I was a big time sponsor for them or something it, but I mean I just yeah. try to help out like like people that had helped me out I, uh, Beaver Stelzig's daddy was probably oh yeah was one of my biggest Booby. biggest fans. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He, uh, yeah. He he came up to me one day he said, Boy, he says he says, When you get this thing figured out, you can you gonna be hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he told me. He says, You got it. He says, I, I don't know what he says, uh, you know, you you've got what it takes to do this. I just want you to know it and and uh it, he just he was Full of encouragement, and I try to do the same for yeah. for 
for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He called it and you were, and that's awesome. So let me ask you before I cut you loose, because I know you're you're on vacation and that I'm assuming you're on vacation, but uh, so 20, 2022 coming up, you're talking about getting behind the wheel and and speed fest, all of that. And man, I I hope and pray that we get to see you in Houston for some dates or maybe mobile. Any chance that we get to uh, see you in the Gulf coast racing series? No, no pressure. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, there's a chance you'll be seeing me back in Houston oh, wow. um, Love it. next year. And as far as uh, Mobile, I guess if I'm going to be racing, there's a chance you'll see me in Houston. There's probably a chance you'll see me in Mobile. Love it. Um, yeah. uh, Brian Marshall, uh, uh, one of my sponsors, uh, RPM Equipment, he, uh, oh. he, has, a, he has a modified the that uh, Tommy Owen put together for him, mm-hmm. and, and uh, we hot locked it to Kyle, and and it it had a factory defect in it, and, it, and uh, we hurt the engine, and we never ended up racing that car. It ne- doesn't even have a race on it. Well, it's all ready to go, and it's in Houston, and and he called me up and asked me if I would if I would drive that car for him so love it there's probably a good chance you'll see me back uh houston and tommy owen for those people that don't know was he's passed on but he's probably one of the the best uh local short track crew chiefs ever to ever to to click a stopwatch that's right yep yep certainly was and and we miss him i mean what a good dude what a good dude. Yeah. But uh it'd be an honor to drive that car for him. Love it. Love it. Joe. Yes, sir. This has been so fun. Uh, I thanks for the time. Thanks for the memories, man. Cause, Cause like I said, I mean, one of the first memories of, of me watching you, I, I was a younger kid was with the, with the, the, the pins coming out. So that's, come on, uh, man, come on. <laughs> well, I, I was older. I, I was older. So, uh, yeah, I was in awe. I was in awe of what I'm, you were doing. I'm trying to get back in my race car and you're making, you're making me think, think twice about it. You're making me think that I can't do it anymore. Old, old man. I, I, Joe, I loved it when you, you showed back up at Houston and, and I was uh, doing PA and I said three times state champion. And you're like, no four. You're like four. <laughs> that is what it's all about, Joe. Man, yeah, you are the man. Thank you, thank man, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I just love you to death, man. And uh, keep uh, keep uh, keep making this sport real. Well, I hope I didn't embarrass myself or anybody else. And and it was a it was my pleasure. And I hope people enjoyed it. I hope they're not too mad at me. I hope it was entertaining. And if you can do me a favor, absolutely. If you can put, if you can put a thorn in Lawrence's side at any time, please do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so seriously, I, I mean, talk about that dude. I, I, I know you mentioned him, and I'll cut you loose after this. But uh, that dude right there, I, I mean, that's a grinder, Lawrence. I mean, he's a pain in the ass. He needs a haircut, as I do too. But uh, just a good dude. Just, just a good, good old dude. Good old dude down from the coast. He's all around good dude, all yeah, around right. good dude, and, and he's one of those guys that helps everybody and anybody. I mean, he really is, and he he does it without people knowing about it. But if you look at half the dirt cars anywhere at any racetrack, you'll see Ace Transmission on the side of that car, mm-hmm. and that's that's Lawrence Mekrocek. I mean, yep. he's 
he's he's taking care of people's transmissions for him as that reduced rate or, or getting them knocked out for him, you know, get them out of a bind if if they're hurting to go to the racetrack, he'll do whatever it takes. And mm-hmm. he's a good old boy, but you can't make me felt good about him. Let's, <laughs> Let's <laughs> no. not talk good about him. That's right. I like, I like when I look at Lawrence. I like to think of Grunkle stands from Gravity Falls. That's right. That's right. That is well said. That is well said. That is right on par. He's going to not like that, but that's going to be awesome. That is right cool. on par. Good stuff. <laughs> Lawrence. Anyway, sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> Joe, thanks for the time, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'll check in with you. Uh, appreciate the appreciate the, uh, the the fun memories and uh, just keep uh, keep it up. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in 2022. Okay. Well, we'll talk to y'all later. And, and anybody that wants to talk on Facebook or whatever, I don't have a Facebook account, so I'm not going to see you. <laughs> Call Lawrence. I'm, He'll hook you up. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too old. So but if, if y'all pick on Lawrence on Facebook, it'd be awesome. There it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, man. Take care, Joe. Yep. 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 Take care. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Joe Armandia. Oh, my. This is hashtag real race talk from Texas. The revved up sports show on revved up sports and hornfm.com. Here's Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez.